Hey, thanks for listening to After the Curtain Call, or if it's the first time you're ever listening to this podcast, thank you for listening, I guess. <laughs> or if you're joining me for yet another episode, welcome back. Uh, I'm your host, Morgan Hayne, and today I am talking with none other than the extremely talented actor-slash-model Thea Jade. Now, for someone so young and so new to her profession, I have to say she is so wise with her words and the way that she carries herself, which is probably why she's been doing so well with her career recently. In this episode, we're talking about acting, we're talking about agents, uh, modelling, and how Thea started out in the business of entertainment. So here it is, this week's episode with Thea Jade. I'm great. That's good. Thea, what have you been up to? Oh, what have I been up to? I've been really busy lately and I'm about to get even busier, which is great. We're doing a bit of acting, a bit of modelling, and I'm about to start pretty much full-time working as a Christmas elf. A Christmas elf? Yes. It's, like in a Westfield? Yeah, in in a few shopping malls and then there's always like some private gigs that come around, public servants, like family, Christmas party stuff. It's so good. It's my favourite time of the year. <laughs> To be an elf. Yeah, I swear I was born. I was born to be an elf. It's so good. I would do it for free. I I would do it for free. I wouldn't tell my boss that, but I'd definitely do it for free. I can just imagine, like, signs everywhere. We'll be an elf for free. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting on the streets. Just hire me. Yes. It's all I want in my life. It is. It is all I want in my life, to be honest. I don't know where this conversation's going. That's all right. It's it's good. (laughs) Um, um, other than being an elf, mm. um, you've been in any films? I've done... Or advertisements or anything at all? Yes, to all of the above. I've done a few short films recently and a few commercials. Um, and I've been going up to Sydney almost once a week for music videos. Really? Yeah, apparently Sydney is, is the music video hub. Um, and I've done a few here as well. And they're super fun, super great. I worked with a band called Coterie um, that's based in Perth. In Perth. Yeah, but and they were filming, they, were, they actually filmed in two countries and like four states. It was insane. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. It's, it's like with Universal, so it was like a big, okay. big project. Wow. Yeah, and I had my, um, my first acting kiss, which was... How know, was that? I was super, I was super scared about it. And I, <laughs> this is so cringe. I Googled and I was like, because I didn't know if How there was. How to kiss. <laughs> well, I didn't know if there was some sort of like etiquette when it comes to, to acting kisses. Right. Like if you're not supposed to do certain things, if you're supposed to do it in a certain way. And I couldn't find anything. It was no help at all. Oh. There was a lot of videos on like how to kiss in general, but like <laughs> there was nothing related to acting. So I would just like was hoping that the other person was, you know, a little bit more experience than me and he was super chill about it he was like yeah it's all technical nothing weird and yeah it wasn't weird at all I mean it was a little weird because I I guess 
It, you, you just know. met this person? Yeah. Well, I, no, actually, I'd worked with him and, with him on another project okay. in Canberra, which probably made it worse. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was just technical, and it was just there was nothing to it. Just you know, lip on lip, really. Um, but yeah, it was like two hours of just kissing, kissing and kissing and kissing. Yeah, had to get all the angles. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's something I can tick off the acting bucket list. Mm. Mm. Um, have you been doing anything else other than kissing? Other than kissing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week I went up to Sydney for a music video um, for an artist called Kwame which was super cool. There was some super cool people on that set. Uh, and I just love, I just love traveling up there for work. It's just, it's just exciting. Why don't you move there? I think I probably will, but I, you know, I don't, it's, it's sad that so many creatives leave Canberra. Yeah. And I, and I always was like, no, I'm gonna, um, you know, I'm gonna try to like keep something. Cause I think one of the problems that we have is that like we we do have a small scene but it's even Mm. smaller because people just leave yeah and there's not a lot of jobs created here and I kind of didn't want to be a part of that but also it's there you know realistically there's no other choice yeah um if you want to grow yeah if I wanted to grow um but for now just traveling up is is fine um I think that generally what's recommended is you know kind of develop yourself in your town Mm. and then kind of go interstate and then maybe if you want to after that go overseas I definitely wouldn't want to you know just pack up and leave before I don't really like before I have a dense enough portfolio and stuff I mean some people make it work some people are just like incredibly talented or incredibly lucky but I'd like to take the safer option and Canberra works Mm. for me at the moment and traveling up there works for me at the moment so why not yeah well that's good Mm. um hey you were in Tell me about this movie. Um, um, zombie, zombie Hunter. Abigail Zombie hum- yes, Hunter. That. Yes, Red Gadget Films. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was great. That I, um, it was great to meet Tina and Adrian. And there was a few people, both cast and crew, that I had seen around on the social medias and in like Lights, Camera, Action and a few projects, but I hadn't actually met or worked with them yet. So it was really great to, to mm-hmm. finally meet them. Right. But yeah, no, that was that was super fun. That was super cool. They had some really cool special effects on that project. Um, I remember Brendan and Rachel, they were yeah. like, oh, their, their face was all messed up. They had contacts. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, Rachel yeah. was telling me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that was, that was heaps fun. I keep on getting cast as like a smoker. Why? I don't know. You I don't, don't look like a smoker. Okay, thank you, because I didn't think that, but probably this year, like, 80% of my roles have involved, like, a big part of my character has been that I'm a smoker. <laughs> like, <laughs> a huge part of it. I'm not sure. I guess it's, like, edgy. Interesting. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, but, yeah, in this film, I I, ordered, I bought a pack of Maybe, cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, it's kind of like the blonde bombshell sort of thing. You know? Yeah. I Like, kind of 60s, 70s yeah. sort of thing. Maybe yeah. that's, I don't know. I think a lot of, like, it's, yeah, it's definitely, like, something that's, like, romanticised, which, you know, don't smoke kids. But that's nasty. Yeah, it is so <laughs> nasty. And there was, uh, there's been a few sets now where they've told me beforehand that, like, oh, we'll organise, like, herbal cigarettes, like, fake cigarettes, because right. I don't smoke. Yeah. Um, 
And then I turn up and they're like, oh, the supplier didn't ship them in time. Liars. <laughs> Can you just smoke these? Liars. Yeah. And I've especially like this is the first year that I've worked professionally mm-hmm. or like really at all. Like I went to I went to Carter, sorry, Perform Australia. And then this is the first year where I've like worked on projects outside of acting school. And so I starting off especially, I was very nervous to say no. I wanted to make the best impression. So... I've smoked a lot of cigarettes this year. It's pretty disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. It is. Why don't you, one time I was on a film where we had to make our actresses smoke because mm. that was part of their character. Mm. And we gave them papers, like smoked cigarette papers. Yeah, yeah. But had green tea in them. Ooh. Like ripped open a green tea bag. and That kind of sounds in. nice. No, it smelled so gross. Oh, okay. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I don't know how it tasted, but yeah. it smelled disgusting. Yeah. They're pretty foul. And there's... I'll have to make like an acting... Sh- uh, smoking acting show reel or something. And then I'll also have to make a blooper one because there are so <laughs> many takes of me like taking a drag and then just coughing up my lungs. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I know who to sue when I get lung cancer. Everyone that I've worked with this year. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, everyone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thea. Mm, Morgan. You just got signed. I did. To a modeling agency. Yes, I did. That was, it That's was, amazing. Yeah, it was. I was, very, I was very happy with that. I was very surprised because I've really only started, like I said, I've only really started this year. Um, and it's that, that that's something that takes a while usually, um, and because it's a boutique agency, it, they don't take on a lot of people regularly. Right. They kind of fit. They feel um, like a niche or something. Like they'll have like a blonde bob, and then they'll have like you know right. a long haired brunette, and like blah blah blah. So I was yeah, I was really excited for that to happen. Um, and I had be, I'd been contracted through Devoika, the agency, a few times beforehand. So I had been working with them and I'd worked with uh, my agent, Tina, a bit. So it was a pretty easy transition to be exclusively signed with them. It's really exciting. Yeah. How did it, are you able to talk about how that happened or? Yeah, well, I guess, I guess in Canberra, like, you know, you kind of, you kind of know if you're in the, if you're in that um, circle, like the modeling circle, you kind of know all the upcoming talent. And I had taken a, I think the first time I had met Tina was I did the Models 101 course and then at the start of this year, and I think it was February. And then after that, I had been doing shoots here and there. And then I did a shoot with her and then she contract, I, I was contracted through her um, for a commercial with Geocon. Then there was one shoot in particular that I did and she just messaged me and she was like, you've proven yourself would you like to have a look at the contract and I said yes (laughs) that's cool yeah yeah it's good I think having a I think having whether you in the in the long run you want to be a freelancer if you want to be signed having an agency experience is it's good it's really beneficial because an agent looks after you when it comes to things like rates Mm. um and you know they'll make sure that you're not smoking cigarettes <laughs> things that you know like they'll keep Don't you want safe that. <laughs> yeah they'll keep you safe they'll make sure you're being paid enough they'll make sure that like you're not being exploited that in the sense that you know sometimes you'll do a job and they'll use the shoot or the commercial in ways that you didn't originally sign like right. if you didn't really yeah. originally agree to they might you know 
they might use it for longer or they might use it they might use a shoot on social media and on print and you know on TV and those things should be paid for separately and an agent kind of make sure you're looked after in that sense and I, like when you're when you're new to the industry seeing how that stuff works through an agent is really helpful um, because then later on in the track if you want to go you know freelance then you kind of have a base understanding already about what you should be asking for for certain jobs yeah um, what is and isn't okay um, what jobs are and aren't say for yeah like what you're suited best suited to it's definitely I definitely am am grateful that I've that I'm able to get that experience now so early on I would say that you're very lucky yeah definitely definitely how did you get started in modeling after going to acting school so I actually I well I started modeling I had in college I had two friends and they were um, kind of amateur photographers and they're great photographers now um, they're amazing and they would shoot with their friends just you know while we as they were learning they would you know take silly pictures and stuff um, and there was and one of my friends in particular we would take photos all the time and it kind of slowly went from like just being goofy to we properly conceptualize shoots together um, and put them on our social medias and this was when I was like 16, 17. So not that long ago. Not that, yes, I'm 19. So I'm just 19. So not that long ago. And I just did that. I was really not comfortable with doing any more than that as a minor. Um, Right, of course. I don't really, yeah, I'm I'm pretty, like I have strong beliefs about, you know, protecting young people and Mm. stuff. And I just think about like, would I want my little sister to be modeling? No. So I didn't. Um, So I just did that. And then, you know, college got so busy. So I kind of stopped that. And then I went to acting school. And then after that, you know, I don't even know. Like, (laughs) I think I really like doing like quirky, creative stuff. Like I like doing projects where I've never really been into the type of modeling that's um, beauty based. I was really into the type of modeling where it was like there was a meaning um, behind it or, you know, it was it was really overstyled. Like it was just something, it was really creative, that kind of stuff. So I, I was in contact with a few photographers and we did some trade for portfolio shoots. And then there was one photographer that messaged me um, and he wanted me to do a high fashion shoot for a local clothing brand. Um, And that was kind of the first modeling that I had done that was not like just because just you know just to have some fun Um, and then from that like he connected me to some people and I started to take it a bit more seriously Um, I realized that I could make a bit of money from it Um, and there's there's heaps of really awesome photographers in Canberra that are similar to me where they want to make something that's super creative um, and you know there's some sort of purpose behind it um, I've never been one to just take photos just because like I don't if you look on my social media there's no selfies there's no photos that I take by myself it's like always for something right um, and then yeah just the more and more I got it just went from there really the more and more I got into it the more and more people that I met the more control that I could have over concepts and I kind of I, I kind of gave up on it a little bit because I didn't like the I didn't want to go into like the classic beauty stuff like I wasn't really interested in that kind of stuff 
Um, but I revisited it because I realized that I didn't have to what would do that, that stuff. What would that be? Yeah, what, what is classic beauty modeling? Oh, you know, just For like... For those of us, like <laughs> me, who wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about. It's the focus of the photo is the model. Right. And how, you know, aesthetically pleasing and visually pleasing they look. And it's not really to do... Like, for those kind of shoots, usually it's like a white backdrop and a photo that's on a tripod and you just shoot and it's like portraits or so, and stuff like that right. whereas I've always been more interested in working with like stylists and fashion designers right. and makeup artists who want to do something crazy yeah like going outside and using like weird angles and having some sort of overall vision for the photo rather than the photo just looking pretty like I've right. never been interested in that okay um, and yeah, just finding out that I didn't have to do that stuff and I could focus on the stuff that I enjoyed that made me keep going. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, through it, I've gotten a lot of commercials. I, I know some, some actors are like, you know, commercials are you're giving up creativity and you're selling out and stuff, but honestly, they're so much fun and they pay Is well. Is that so. in print or in video both both um off like oftentimes for commercials they'll cast models because it you generally don't really need to be able to show a wide range of emotions it's usually like presenting skills or right. I, I call it moving modeling some some commercials it's literally moving modeling um <laughs> <laughs> and so it doesn't require the same I guess you don't always need to have gone to acting school and you don't need to be able to dig into something real deep to do a commercial. Right. But they're super fun. They're, they're usually pretty easy and they pay well, so I love them. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's important that you do what you love. That's it. That's it. Why then, if you were enjoying doing modelling from the beginning, mm. from earlier on, mm. um, why then did you choose to go to acting school? I, d I, lo I love acting a lot more than I love modelling. Um, is that statement going to get you in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's like that's something that I'm that I've always been, you know, very clear about. Like modeling complements my acting, and they they you know they cross over in so many ways. Like I think modeling is, I think some people have a perception of modeling and that it's like super easy and that models get spoiled and pampered and like yes maybe some you, you know maybe that stream of beauty modeling but like. Also, there's so many awful things about the industry and it requires, like, you it, you do have to train as well, like, movement, expression, especially for more stylistic, creative stuff. Um, so they do cross over, but I've always, acting has always been where, predominantly where my passion lies. I originally started backstage, like, I started as a techie. Right. Yeah, so... Interesting. Yeah, when I was in... I think it was year 10 or something. You know how you have to do like a work experience placement? Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't want to. I really didn't want to. Um, Me but, either. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was not interested in anything on the list. And then there was the Canberra Theatre. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I'll put myself forward for that. And then it was so weird because I had to go to a, a group interview. Whereas most placements, you just, you know, you just go to the placement. Yeah. But this was yeah. a group interview. So I was like, oh, that's a bit strange. Um it's a bit intense and I turned up and oh my god like <laughs> it was a bunch it was it was four or five of us sitting in a room and they were like 
they they were making us scared because I think they really they really wanted to filter out the actors <laughs> and I wasn't an actor right. at that point I wasn't interested I had no understanding of anything at that point um but yeah there was one girl afterwards that like was crying and went to her mum and because they said to you like you know behind stage people will swear people will get angry this is stressful like it is long days and they were super long days it was I, I think one night as a 15 year old I I finished at like 11 p.m. or something really it was, yeah it was super intensive um but yeah I so I got in um and it was a whole week and at the end of the week you get to bump in a show and they gave me a choice of Wicked the Musical or Othello by Bell Shakespeare right and I've always been an insane Shakespeare fan I read Julius Caesar when I was in year five and I was so obsessed ever since then. I've just like so obsessed with Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been really into writing. So of course I, sh I chose Othello. And I remember they came in, they knew exactly what they were doing. There was just like this energy in the room. And I can't like, I can't describe it, but I, I know that like theater people know what I'm talking about. It's just this energy and it's so invigorating. Like it's the best. And I remember the actors, walked onto stage and then they started their rehearsal and the people that walked onto stage were the complete opposite of the people that were then acting like their characters right. were so far from who walked on their stage from things down were. to their voice and yeah. their their posture and all that kind of stuff and I had always thought that like the jock gets cast as the jock and the girl next door uh. gets cast as the girl next door. And on it, and oftentimes that is the case in when you watch TV and stuff. But to see that like that there was so much more to acting, I was yeah. like, wow, this is really cool. Um, so from then I did a lot of techie stuff. Like I, I joined, um, when I went to college, I joined like the theater tech class at my school. Um, I took, I took double drama. Um, but I really was only there to do the tech stuff. I wasn't interested in acting really at all. Even though I found it interesting, it just really didn't go with my personality type. I kind of thought you had to be very... Outgoing? Um, outgoing and extroverted and stuff like that. And that wasn't me at all. Um, and then there was applications for the Bell Shakespeare Scholarship Program. And it was the first year that they were doing it. Um, and because I had fallen in love with them when I, when I bumped in Othello, I applied and um, I got in and it was a few young Australians. We all, we all went up to Sydney to their HQ in the Rocks and we spent a week or so there learning um, from them everything to do with theatre, like how to run a theatre company, sponsorship, um, all the tech stuff. And there was also acting stuff with that as well. Um, and when I came back from that, I really gave like acting a go. Yeah. And I realized that it was like the perfect middle ground with all the things that I loved. Like I loved writing. I loved the tech stuff. Um, I love storytelling. I love, um, philosophy and what it, what it means to be a human. And I love like research and acting was like, I could use all of that. Um, and it was also really challenging and I loved that. That was kind of how I fell into it. And then I, uh, halfway through year 12, I was like, uh, this isn't working for me. And so I, I went to Perform Australia, did the Cert 4 full time. And that was 
like the best decision I've made. Don't drop out of school, kids. But <laughs> for me personally, that was like the best decision I could have made at that point. Sia, so, uh, if you weren't doing acting, modeling, or any of that sort of thing, what do you reckon you'd be doing? This is the worst question. No, it's the best <laughs> question. Answer it. It's the worst <laughs> question to answer as a creative. Look, I don't know. I, de- I have other interests, but they're all fairly creative. I've always been really into writing, reading and writing. Um, I wrote heaps when I was younger. I don't so much anymore, but um, yeah, I've always been into that. But that's always been, as far as I'm concerned, that's always been something that I could do no matter what I was doing. Um, like I always have time to write, so it wouldn't matter what I was doing as a paid job. I have, I'm really into like uh, community community, like working in community organizations, non-government organizations. I did a lot of that when I was younger, a lot of youth advocacy. Um, and that for a while, that was definitely what I thought I was going to go into professionally. I, I suppose that would be an option. I'm also, I've also considered doing something like a PT course um, because I... As a PT? Yeah, to like to become a PT or at least like a group fitness Interesting. instructor. I don't think I'd want to have my own business and like worry about getting clients and stuff. But I used to work in a gym um, and I loved it. I have, I have a pretty big passion for um, health and fitness and functional training and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I guess that, um, but I can't, no matter what, what I would, would have done, I can't imagine that I would do one thing. And I think that that's why I like this so much because it's so many things in one thing. Like there's not, you can do like a commercial job versus a music video job versus a short film versus a theater piece. They're so different and they require different specific skills. It's a different environment. You're working with different kinds of people. And then, you know, as an actor, you can also, you see it all the time. You can also do things like you can direct and you can write and you can kind of spread across the creative board. And I think that that's why I like it because I could never just do the one thing. But yeah, I'm sure I would have found something, but I think that I am very glad that I found this. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I thought of what I was going to say before. Oh, what was it? Because you know how you were saying about um, how you started acting and like how you got into that. Mm. I was going to say that I first met you on a short film and we were both extras. Oh my god! What the hell? I totally forgot about that lovey stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was that was so good. I don't even think. Yeah, I wasn't. I, that was before I went to perform Australia as well. Really? I, I think so because, I mean, if it was before we met, yeah, no, I totally forgot about that. That was so much fun. It was such a long time ago. That was such a long time ago. Being an extra is like, is, it's so good because you don't have any like responsibility. There's and no pressure. There's no pressure at all. You get to watch everyone else being stressed and like if mm. there's drama on set, you can watch <laughs> that. And if you've got super cool extras to work with, like you can just, have you can just have some banter mm, that one guy I don't remember I don't his remember name. his name but I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about talking about classic classic he was funny he was so funny and and you and you like dumped him or something he gave you a love letter oh, yeah. and then and then you said like no I'm not interested yeah. you ripped it up or something get out of here yeah I actually worked with that crew again this year mm. 
as an extra. I don't really do extra work anymore just because it's a lot of time commitment. Yeah. Um, and I already have, I think being an extra is great when you want like experience on set um, and how things work and just like being in the environment. Mm. Um, but it's a lot of time to invest. So I don't really do it anymore. But when these guys asked me to do it, I was like, hell yeah. I had so much fun last time. <laughs> Except there was no Morgan. There was no like wh- whoever Whatever that guy that was. Go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Totally mm. forgot about that. Oh, I think I already asked this, but I'll ask it again just in case I haven't. Do you prefer acting or modeling more? You haven't asked that. Oh, well, wait, no, you did. I, no, I think I answered the question without you asking it. Why would you do that? I know, to me? I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, acting. <laughs> because I think that there is, there's a lot of things wrong with both industries. I've, I feel like there's just something, there's just something about me that doesn't quite fit into the modeling industry quite as well and I think it's like because I'm not really interested in like 80% of modeling genres and styles of modeling I think that that's probably why whereas acting like I'm down for all different mediums all different types of roles like I want to learn everything whereas modeling there's stuff that I'm not really interested in Um, I think it's a really it can be a very uh disheartening industry to work in sometimes there's you know there's a lot of exploitation there's a lot of um just like big heads and nastiness and you know that's with any industry like that's across the board but I think that because I have such a passion for acting it doesn't matter um as much and I think with acting as well you're like working so close with other people and you're forming relationships and it's like a long most projects like you know you'll get a character and you have to kind of get to know that character you have to work well with other people whereas modeling it's usually like you rock up do a two-hour shoot and then you're gone um, and there's nothing really much deeper than that usually um, right. that, you know that's not always the case but I think that there's just something there's a there's a, like a family quality to acting Um, which I really like about it and yeah there's there's a lot of the modeling industry has come really far in the last couple of years but it's still there's still quite a few things that it's uh, lacking and that it could improve on and I don't want to be a part of a lot of those things Um, again I like I've mentioned my little sister before I like to think about you know, my little sister, I like to think about other young girls. I like to think about myself when I was younger and I don't want to be setting like super unrealistic standards and I don't want to be contributing to like all these problems that like young people face now with with social media and seeing Mm -hmm. these like models, influencers, even their friends and stuff. Like I don't want to be a part of that. And so I try to keep the modeling that I do uh, quite like quite true to myself still. Um, I've never been on a shoot where they edit me, like edit my features, um, and I would never want to be on a shoot like that. Um, and there's just cert- yeah, there's certain styles that I don't that I don't do. So I restrict myself quite a lot. Whereas with acting, I'm just you know I'm keen for anything. Anything. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that back. <laughs> I take that back. But you know, I'm careful what you say. <laughs> I'm open to trying anything. Okay. Um, Maybe that's a better way to phrase it, a less dangerous way. (laughs) 
and the, and it's it's so rewarding. This it's so much more rewarding. Mm. Yeah. If there was only if you could choose one movie to save from history, like and all other films were to be either burnt or deleted, what film would you choose to save? I was expecting you to ask the favorite film question. No, this is why just would the I next do that? Level. Why would I do this that? This is the next level. See, I want to just like I feel like I can't just choose like my favorite movie because this is like something that's supposed to like represent represent humanity, I guess. But I'm also like going to be selfish and I'm going to say that I'd save the Goonies. <laughs> because I <laughs> I just love the I Goonies. I love it. That's the, the Goonies best is so answer. good. Yeah. The Goonies is great. Um, but yeah, probably if I was like thinking about like, you know, aliens coming and kind of looking at what humanity meant and who we were, I'd probably say something a little bit more deep and philosophical, but the Goonies can be deep and philosophical. I reckon it can. It's like perfectly sums up the eighties, which is like the best period of like human history. So exactly. Yeah. Do you have a secret talent? I don't know. What is a secret talent? I like. I don't know. Um, it's a talent that no one knows about. That's what it is. That's what a secret is. I feel like I'm too like open and honest that I like if I if I have something then I'll just share it. Secret talent. I I don't know if this is a talent, but I can eat bugs. And I'm not like overly gross. <laughs> and I'm not like grossed out by it. Um, that makes me sound like I just eat bugs all the time. I don't, but I've eaten a few and scavenging through the forest. <laughs> I've eaten a few and and yeah, I, in um in college I was known as Roach Girl because Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> because I uh, ate a, I ate half a cockroach. What did it taste like? It was it nothing really, like it just was a bit crunchy. <laughs> You're not making this any better for yourself. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if that's a secret talent, but it's just something that I've admitted bugs. to everyone. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess you could call it a talent. Yeah. It's I guess most people are repulsed by it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not. So. so like, if you went on, I don't know, if you went on Survivor and the challenge was yeah, like eating be, bugs, you yeah, would it'd win be, it. Yeah, it'd be all good. You'd have immunity, and you'd mm. be the winner. Yeah. In that case, it would be a talent. Yeah, it would be. Interesting. Yeah. Bugs. Disgusting, but interesting. <laughs> my teacher paid me ten dollars fifty once. My teacher to eat a cicada. Why would you eat one? Was it alive or was it dead? No, we were in. Or the was bl- it like the shell? Of I'm it? not a murderer. Okay. No, it was the. It was a cicada. We were in. We were on an outdoor ed excursion in the Blue Mountains, and the tour guide stepped on a cicada. Oh. And then it was already a known fact that like I was the girl that had eaten a cockroach. So. He was like, haha, where's cockroach girl? Eat this. And How then... horrible. <laughs> I thought it was, I loved it. I, it's probably, yeah, I guess I guess you could take it as like maybe an insult, but I, I was so proud of it. And yeah, and then my teacher was like, yeah, I'll pay you $10. And then some other student was like, oh, I'll chuck in 50 cents. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. What kind of school is this? I know, right? Public schools. I went to a public school. Yeah, do they do they encourage you to eat bugs? No, but uh, one time my science teacher threw one of my friends into a bin. Oh my God, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I got thrown in a bin once. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know where, where this is, conversation yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All I have written next is best advice. 
So, say you were giving a conference to upcoming actors and the conference goes for 30 seconds. What would be the main piece of advice that you give to them? 30 seconds. I don't even know how long. I, I know how long 30 seconds is, but I don't know how much I could say in that. Don't let anyone change you or don't let anyone influence you enough that you change who you are. I think a lot of creatives, they start off as someone and they get into it and it's very easy to be convinced that you need to go in a certain direction, you need to look a certain way, you need to fit a certain niche. Casting directors are looking for this, agents are looking for this, this kind of look or this kind of personality um, or this kind of talent is really like popular at this time. Don't do that because like if it, you know, your, your most powerful asset as an actor is you and what you bring to the table and what you bring to the creative circle. And that's what will make people, whether it's audiences um, or casting directors or whoever's auditioning you for your acting school, that's what will make them fall in love with you as a creative. So yeah, don't let anyone stray you away from who you are as an individual. That's that was more than advice. more than 30 seconds, I reckon. Was, but it was important. Yes, very important. Has that happened to you? Um, I think that I think that because I've started fairly young, I mean, I know so many people who have started even younger, but I think because I started young, I, you know, I'd always be looking and asking and researching what people, what, what the industry at the moment wanted. Um, and so I think that there was a period of time where I kind of was trying to fit into a certain box that wasn't me. And when that happened, you know, the work, like I was doing a lot worse than what I am now because it was just realizing that, yeah, my most powerful asset as an actor is who I am as an individual. And that's what will get me. I, there was a period of time where I was getting roles that I was really unhappy with and um, you know it was like the girl next door kind of roles and that's not who I am at, at all but it was kind of what I was what I had started coming across as because that's what I thought you know people wanted um, right but as soon as I kind of just took a step back and was like no this is me this is why I got into it I found that you know, people actually appreciate that, appreciated that a lot more. And also, I was just so much happier. I think that if, you know, this is already such a hard industry. And if you're not being true to yourself, then it's just going to make it even harder. The reason that people do it, even though it's so hard, is because they love it. And you can't love, you can't love it if it's like, if you're putting on this like mask all the time of like, and, and trying to like, trying to fit all these like certain criteria and fix the fit the boxes because like a majority of the time that's not what people want from what I've heard like auditioning for drama schools and stuff they don't want you to like be what you think they want you to be you know they want you to perform something you're passionate about and they want you to just be yourself because yeah that's that's the only way you can really invest in it 100%. That's the best answer I've ever heard in my life. Oh, really? <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. And trust me, Theo, I've interviewed some pretty up there people. Oh, yeah? Wow, that was quite the answer. Yeah. That was a good one. Can you teach me how to model? Can I teach you how to model? Yeah. Oh, wow. How, I mean, actually, the question is, how does one model? Is it a, is it a matter of doing what the director says or whoever's got the camera? Or is it... 
you just get up there and do your thing? Well, it depends. Like with acting, you mm. have like commercial acting, you have theatre acting, you have film acting. They're all they all require different skills. Like, you know, theatre, you'd use a different voice than you would on film, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. It's the same with modelling. I really stick to very um, stylistic, conceptualised shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done a few commercial shoots, which are different as well. But it de- it also re- it really depends as well on who the photographer is. Some photographers are great with direction. Yeah. Um, they really have an understanding of what works with the camera, what works with the brief, and they will guide you. And when you start out, it's you're generally it's generally you're following unless you're like like really talented, um, just out of nowhere. Um, mo- but most people start off and they're they're heavily guided by the photographer or who else is whoever else is on set. But some photographers they know how to use cameras and that's it. Um, and especially right. if it's not a creative shoot, they probably don't really, yeah, they don't have any, they wouldn't have anything to contribute as far as poses and stuff go. Uh, when I, I did the Models 101 co- course and that focused on movement, runway and mindset, I'm way too short to do runway. So that was completely irrelevant for me. But um, with movement, it's about, um, it's just about understanding like your body and how that looks on camera and so for example if you're doing a wedding shoot the kind of mood and vibe that you're giving off is going to be very different is than if you were doing like a really moody shoot but you know things like learning it's really I think it's one of those things that nobody like you can take all the courses you want and you can watch all the videos you want and people can tell you all this stuff but it's really something that from what I've heard and from my personal experience that you kind of learn as you go along like what to do with your hands and um you know different expressions there's like a smile but there's so many different kinds of smiles there's like a subtle smile there's a floaty smile there's you know (laughs) there's a super happy smile like I have headshots and there's like 10 different types of smiles in there because they all they all portray a different kind of character I suppose if I'm doing a shoot where there's where you know the the makeup and the fashion style, all of it and the hair and everything and the set comes together and it's giving a very like aggressive vibe. There's certain things that I will do with my shoulders. There's certain things I'll do with my stance. Um, whereas like if I if it's like something that's super innocent, it's very different. Um, I did a I did a like a tennis shoot once and something that. I was mindful about is you know very having a very strong stance with really good posture whereas another shoot that I did recently where it was very like I guess like cool girl lazy you know like effortlessly cool kind of thing I was slumped over like leaning on leaning on things and leaning on my hand and stuff like that um, so it really it, it really depends on the brief and the purpose of the shoot um, and for commercial, if you're if you're modeling for the purpose of showing a product, like if it's for a company that's selling a product, you've obviously got to be able to um, kind of take, n- not pull the attention so much to yourself and pull it instead to the product. So if you, you know, if you were modeling a watch, you wouldn't be doing anything crazy with your face because 
they wouldn't want that because that's kind of taking away from the product. Um, and it is super hard to learn how to naturally, you know, show off those things, like w whatever the product may be, um, because you know, it's not really normal to do some things. It's not really normal to lean like that. And, and on often what you're doing isn't what it looks like on camera. Like you could be doing something really weird, whereas on camera it looks a certain way. Mm. So it's just about over time understanding um, what translates to the, to the camera. But yeah, it's, it's honestly, like for me personally, it's, the course helped a lot, but what's helped the most is just doing it all the time. But yeah, have you done any um, modeling with products? Um, I've modeled like clothing brands right. um, and it was a high fashion clothing brand. So that's a lot of like the photographer will be from a really long, low angle. So you look like you have super long limbs and it's usually kind of like you're giving away all the secrets. I know. <laughs> um, and it's usually high fashion shoots. It's generally it's, it's almost like masculine in the way that you pose and the way that you hold your body, it's quite stiff. Whereas, yeah, there'll be other other stuff that's a little bit, you know, that's more like flowy or more angelic or yeah, it really depends on the type of product. But yes, I have done clothing brand and yeah, I think I've just done clothing at this point. Okay. But yeah, you've got to, it's, it's not so much about you in that, in those situations. It's more about the product. Um, because you don't want to take away from it too much. Because you're trying to sell it. Yeah, you're trying right? to sell it. Yeah, well, they're trying to sell it. Right. And you're trying to sell you're it. You're not trying to sell it. You're just trying to look good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, amazing. Um, thanks for coming. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great. I hope I... Yeah, I really hope you think so. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's been awful, Morgan. I can't believe I've wasted my time on this. No, it's great. I can't wait to listen back to this banter. It'll be great. All right, well, that's today's episode. If you enjoyed it, like us on Facebook at ATCC Show. Of course, if you haven't already, because that's where we'll be posting links to new episodes every week when a new one comes out. Hope to talk to you next week on a new episode of After the Curtain Call. Bye.